0: J-B-R
2: Internet radio for the inquisitive mind
0: and the sophisticated email.
2: How are you? And welcome to Brunch in the Basement with Javon. My name is Javon Armstrong, and I am your hostess. Um, I just want to hit on something real quick, real quick. I just want to say this, that this show was born out of me kind of being reclusive, if you want to say a hermit, a recluse, or whatever. Um, I, I just stay in my basement. And, you know, one of the things that I, I, I'm i also like an entertainer of sorts And I know a lot of people who are in the entertainment business. And so I thought one way that I could stay connected with the outside world is by, one, going out and videotaping people doing what it is that they do. Um, That was was cool. That was groovy. You know, I did some videos. You can see them still up on YouTube. I think I did Barbara Tucker and some indie artists as well. It was great. It was great. Um, and and I'm going to be doing that again. I think. Um, yes, I spoke with Melissa Morgan, and um, she she said, Javon, when are you going to do your thing again? You know, when are you going to come out and start doing the videotaping thing again? So, you know, since Melissa Morgan said, Javon, come on out into the world. I'm going to do that. And um, actually, I already have some great interviews lined up, you know, like face-to-face video interviews. It's just that that's a lot of work because then you got to edit all the video. Um, But it's cool, you know. So the other thing is that I started this radio show because, you know, doing the videotaping going out is contrary to who I am. Maybe I have some kind of agoraphobia, you know, fear of the outside. I don't know what it is. I just, you know, I go to work. I come home and I create stuff in my basement. That's just who I am. Anyway, all that to say, um yesterday I had to go into the city and so I decided to support a friend of mine who was doing an event, you know, she was doing her own show at um Joe's Pub. Now, this particular person is someone who's a musician. She brought my music to life um And she's done that for so many people. She's played in all the churches and, you know, she's just always supporting other people. And last night she did her own thing. And being out there, I saw so many other people that I knew and know that were supporting her. I also went to Billy's Black to have dinner, which is one of my favorite restaurants. One of my friends owns the joint. So I said, you know, since I'm out here, let me go support her. And she said, you know, they're having a meeting in the basement. I don't even I didn't even know that Billy's had a basement. So I was like, "Bet, you know me in the, my basement." So went down to the basement and saw so many people that I hadn't seen in such a long time. And I'm just relaying this just to say, you know, there's just so much out there in the world to to do and to be done. And I'm saying it to me, but maybe somebody who's listening is listening on their phone or listening on the internet or however you're chiming in. You know, and maybe you're a homebody or whatever, but life is too short. And I'm saying this to just to remind myself that I got to get out and do things and see things. If you have friends that are doing things creative, if you're listening to, to the show, if you're listening right now and you're a creative person and you have some shows coming up, I want you to start calling into the show and letting me know what's going on. You don't know. I just might pop up. And you might end up being a, a guest here. It's free promote, promotion, if nothing else, you know, of your events. I want people to know that I will support you. That's the other thing that this show is about, you know, bringing to you all what people are doing. Um, this This has been kind of crazy for me. But last weekend, I even went out on a Friday night to support some friends of mine who who were doing a poetry jam. It's um Crack the Mic. And I had such a good time there that they're going to come on to the show and we're going to have a spoken word episode of In the Basement with Javon. I'm just saying, I'm open to everything, but y'all got to let me know what y'all doing because I'm not out there. I'm just not, you know? And just because it's on Facebook don't mean it's true. So with that being said, when Therese and I, and yes, Therese, is coming on today and I'm happy to have her as always. She's one of my friends, she's the dopeness. Um she's a creative partner. Um she's a creative force. She's an activist in the community and together she and I are doing some things and um we will let you know as soon as she comes on. It won't be too long. I trust me on that. She'll be here. I um chatted with her a little a little while ago and um She's definitely gonna be here. So hang on for that and you know, text your friends and let them know that Therese will be on the air. And you all can call in and say what's up. When she comes on, if you wanna say hi, press one on your phone. And we'll see that you're hanging out there and we'll bring you on on the air. Um so with that being said, one of the things that she had mentioned um, when I said, So, you know, what kind of music you want me to play when you come on this time? And she started mentioning a lot of artists, you know, um, like back in the day, people like Coltrane and so forth and so on. I was like, you know, that's mad cool. What we're going to do, though, we're going to wrap up Black History Month and we're just going to play our people's music throughout, just throughout the decades, you know, in no particular order, just, you know, because Black music, Black culture has been such an impactful force to not just music in itself, but our culture, our culture, you know, and American culture is what I'm talking about to be specific. And, um, you know, that's important. That's important. So, you know, whenever me and Therese start talking, I get goofy and Therese gets serious. (laughs) And I try to, you know, sway her to the goofy side, but, you know, um, she brings, she ends up bringing me back to the let's keep it real. And um, we we tend to get a little deep. So, you know, let, let everybody know that she's going to be on. Show her your love and call in. The number to call in is 347-996-5394. And if you want to say hello to Therese, you want to shout me out, or you want to promo what you're doing in the world. If you have a business And right now, this is the end of Black History Month. I'm not prejudiced at all. I support all people. But right now, I want to support Black business today. So whatever you got going on, you want to share that with us, hit me up. Um, This is one of my homies, Alexis P. Suda, singing Another Fool.
3: Hey. This is Alexis P. Suda, and you're listening to Brunch in the Basement with Javon. Now, you know you need to be listening all the time, because we do. Peace, y'all.
0: Have I done? I speak of her. Did I break any rules? Can you please tell me why? You know it's easy when you're of the food. Can on the but for the way Just leave me alone I've got those Monday blues Straight through Sunday blues Good morning, Hardy. Here we go again Good morning, hearty You're the one who knew me well Might as well get used to you morning. Morning, Harley. You're the one who knew me when. Might as well get used to you hanging around. Good morning, Harley. Sit down.
2: Yes, and that was Billy Holiday. So I just have a question for everybody. Um, Until Therese comes on, I'll just be playing, like I said, different music from different um, eras, but all music by our Afro-American artists. Um, like I said, one of the things that um, Therese wanted was um, to play real artists, real music. So that's what I'm shooting for. But um, let me ask you a question. This month, if you've had contact with any young people in your life, or if you are a social networky kind of person, have you been sharing about Black history at all? I'm just curious. Like, how important is it to you, if at all? No judgment. Just a question. Just a question.
0: Bring me Your softness Comfort me Through all this madness Woman, don't you know With you I'm born again Come give me Your sweetness Now that you was half, not whole Instead with none Reaching me world In need of more. Come we show me your kindness In your arms I know I'll find it, it. And don't you know with you I'm born again yes,
2: yes, and, um, I believe Therese will be calling in, and by the time this next song is over, but, um, I see Loretta from Connecticut wants to say hello up, oh, where'd she go? I don't know where she went, there she goes. <laughs> What's up, Loretta? Hello.
0: Hey. How, how you, you doing? doing? How's
2: it going? I'm groovy. How you doing? Okay. I only got a minute or so, so I figured let me call in and say, hey, I'm at a uh, women's uh, ministry prayer breakfast down here in the Bronx, so I had to come out and see the meter. So I figured let me oh, call yeah. in and
1: say, hey, right quick.
2: <laughs> that is beautiful. That's what I was talking about at the top of the show, being out in the world, you know, just doing things and making it happen. You know, yeah. I I really got to get out of the basement. I don't know if that's going to mean the end of this show or what, but I, <laughs> I got to go. I got to go. I've been going out and movement is life, you know? Yeah. So yeah. that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. That's it. It's
1: all good. It's all good. So uh, you guys take it easy. Be sure to tell Therese I said hey and tell her to tell Mo I said hey. And I'll have to uh, holler at y'all later.
2: All right, baby, and enjoy your day. Say a prayer for us if there's any praying going on. No problem. I got
1: y'all all covered. All
2: right. Thank you, sweetheart.
1: All right. It's all good. So, Love you. All right. Talk
2: to you later. Right. Yep. Bye. So one, bye-bye, hun. So one of the things that um, Theresa and I will certainly be covering um, when she calls in is the state of the states what's going on with our country, what's going on with our people, because, you know, that's that's sort of what we chop about, you know. And um, with that being said, there's a lot of songs I could play there, you know, but, you know, there's, there's this one artist, Jimi Hendrix. Y'all know Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix was a guitar player and um, a bad guitar player. To say he was a guitar player is really underestimating him he played this soulful crazy rockish I don't know rendition of the star spangled banner and if you are not accustomed to listening to music like this i want you to breathe i want you to hold on i want you to just breathe because we got to we got to we got to honor those who do things a little different than the way we did this. He he influenced a whole generation or two of people with his playing, and he was a brother. He just didn't play like music, soul music, if if you will, you know. So, if you have thoughts on that or anything, you can call in three four seven nine nine six five three nine four. And uh, this is Black History Month, we're gonna honor all of our people today. Thank <laughs> people don't understand it. I know. I get that. I I get it. I get it. Some people are not ready for that. Even decades later, you know, people cannot wrap their minds around what Jimi Hendrix was doing. But he influenced the way the guitar is seen and played today. He was a Black American man, and he made a contribution to the world with that. Speaking of making a contribution, I want to talk to you about, and I see that she's holding on. She's on the line. But I just I just want to talk a little bit about my sister friend, Therese, before I bring her on, you know. She. Everybody knows that, well, I, I'm assuming that most people who tune in to listen to her understand that she is was on a reality TV show, R&B Divas, with her lovely wife, Monifa Carter Thorpe, or Thorpe Carter, whichever. I'm, you know, I get confused, but I'm sure Therese will correct me. Um, but Therese is an advocate for humanity. For children, for LGBT community, for young people, for women, for incarcerated human beings. She's a thespian, as well as you know, you know, I'm, <laughs> it just happens to rhyme. I'm not going there, but you know, I, I don't know. I, I mentioned this to y'all earlier. I get pretty silly when rather around. I don't know what it is, but I'm sure she's gonna put me put me back on track. She's also a beautiful model. And um foot though it what's interesting, she's not vain. And she's not really about her looks. If you know her personally or if you've ever had an opportunity to talk to her or to spend time with her, she's not what they call one of those conceited sisters. She's she and if you talk about, you know, her physical attributes or whatever she'll, she's shy about it, you know, she'll laugh about it, you know, um, she's kind of a cut up too, you know, so, but I'm glad she, you know, keeps me on track Um, because that's some of the energy that I get from her. The other energy I get from her is that she inspires me to be the best me that I can be. Um, As a matter of fact, she's the one that inspired today's show in terms of me playing music from the from the past, you know, and music from today of some true artists, artists, you know, and that's that's really important as we wrap up Black History Month. That we do that. She also, I just want to say this, you know, publicly has made me a little more self-aware. Um, she once said to me that I I'm I um I can't remember the word now. But she was right. I'll say that. And I'm sure it's going to pop into my head. And it's really probably just not that important right now, which is why I can't remember it. And with that, I will give you. Ah, wait. Okay. Before I do, she said I'm I'm naive. And I didn't understand why she said that when she said it. But now I do. More is being revealed to me every day. And And the more you open yourself up to learning, and to seeing, you will grow and you will understand things that you probably didn't even want to understand. Things become revealed. And prayerfully today, Sister Therese and I will reveal some things to you because she's just that dope. She referred to me one time as the dopeness, but she is the dopeness. Ladies and gentlemen,
0: Therese. Aww.
1: Hey. What's going What's on, beautiful on? people?
2: You, <laughs> What's you going the, on, Javon? You the beautiful one. You the beautiful. Bowing down to the eyes, eyes and all eyes. that, you know. Oh, here you go. Here you go. But I can we just know. talk? Can we just
1: talk a second about Jimi Hendrix? Just a second. Oh yes. Like Let's do that. That. First of all, playing that, like, and you know, and I and I get it. You know, just like you, a lot of people don't get it. But yo, can I tell you? I was listening to the chords as I you know, as I did when I you know, I heard it for the first time as a young person. This man was making bombs drop with his guitar. He was emulating sounds of war, like in between the chords of the Star Spangled Banner, like I that's genius. That's genius. And when you listen to it, you just hear if you listen to it and close your eyes, you just hear yourself in the middle of a war field. You know, yes. with the with the contradiction of the with the contradiction of the Star Spangled Banner, the land of the free, the home of the brave, as you hear the ambulances and the bombs dropping and the the pain and the misery, you know, just that is so incredibly brilliant, brilliant. Um, His artistry ever live on.
2: It's so true, Therese, and, and you 100% get it. I think I think that you just articulated in word what he was doing, what he was playing. I don't think a lot of people get that. People sleep on it. And if you're not listening in that way, then you're hearing just a bunch of noise with a little Star Spangled Banner painted in there. Yeah. You, you understand, but you have to open your mind and Think about this country, think about his experience. And 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 like you said, close your eyes. And not just listen, feel it. And you hear the bombs, you hear the sirens, you hear the, the people yelling, you hear the poverty, you hear the addictions, the pain. And then you hear the yeah. glory of what what America could be. Right. You know? Oh my right. god. That that's That
1: is a brilliant I mean, thought. Yeah, and it's still and relevant today.
2: <laughs> absolutely. And and we have to. We have to play him. We have to play him. Um we have to honor him. I have to. Uh you know, I can't speak about what other people have to do. But
1: yes. yes long live you know, Jimmy he left his musical stamp and his social consciousness on the world it's true
2: and and people people don't play the guitar quite the same like he put a stamp no. on it and people have to study him people any guitar any guitarist any lead guitarist if you're not hip to Jimmy if you never really listen to him studied him then you just you just you just playing yeah no
1: doubt and, you you ain't
2: know, working. and that goes that goes true for any um
1: any instrument any artistry any any vocalist any you know just if you are true to your craft and you are you understand that you the, the event didn't arrive with your the, the event didn't just start happening with your appearance and when you are studying your craft in any vein you have to know the legends And the legacy that came before you, you have to, um, it becomes necessary for you to know, like, um, public watch is disrespectful to the craft and that's in any field that you work. You got to know some of the ones that came before you to pave the way so that you could be excellent in your craft or for us, even that we can be heard and seen, you know, and some of the platforms that are available to us now, you know, uh, people have, uh, most in our cases died and, and, uh, Sacrificed for the platforms that we have now, and you know, and we have some responsibility in that
2: to to
1: reflect our best life and, resp- re- and reflect the light of others, so that you know when people look back at us. Now, you know, and I'm going to pause for a second and say that I believe initially these messages need to come from your homes, but. I also say and believe that images are very important. And um, our images, new, you know, despite what we might like to think, these are new images on TV, new images uh, with abundance in other areas. Once upon a time, you know, I couldn't find these images in my lifetime. <laughs> I couldn't mm. find these images, you know. Um, so I didn't believe they existed you know, and it's easy for you to think that you're the only one when you don't see the images, and that's whatever, however you want to classify me, because I fit in a, quite a few categories, you know. But I didn't see my images, you know, Um, def- under the definition of beauty, under the definition oh. of uh, creative, under the definition of uh, uh, innovator or, or, or um, inventions. I didn't see my images, you know. Uh, we got... Um, Basic, and I said very, very, very very narrow view of our history taught to us in my time of school. I mean, they considered black history an elective course, but not something that was required to graduate. However, other, European culture and, you know, uh, American history, all of that is, is, well, what they fed us of American history. All that was a required course. Um, You know, and that's just in my time of, you know, high school, junior high school, you know. Um, And a lot of the stuff, as you continue to read and understand, and as we continue to evolve as a society, we we recognize that a lot of that information was not true. Um, A lot of the stories were fabricated at best. And um, that information now has become available, and we are truth seekers and uh, have the resources to 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 go into the areas to get the truth, you know, up to and including the first man <laughs> where they came yeah, from. Yeah, you yeah. Know?
4: Oh yeah. I,
2: you know, I was at a spoken word um kind of event at at a friend's um shop. And um it it was really dope, you know, as spoken word events tend to be. And there was a white couple there, and they were in their 60s, I'd say. And, um, being that they were there, and you know it was a bunch of you know black people spitting mostly l g b t you know everybody doing their thing um the gentleman was a photographer, and the the lady was a is a i guess she she writes grants and things of that nature um so we're talking, and then it, somehow the conversation turned to um. Uh, what's his name? Trump, right? I I hate to spit the name. That's why I couldn't remember it, but I I said, I don't understand. I do understand how backwoods people, you know, like rednecks that no education or people who are really feeling their hate, you know, or, or, or prejudice, you know, I could see why those people would be jumping on Trump's bandwagon, but anybody with any kind of common sense how could you think that this would be good for the nation? Because I'm telling you, this man becomes president, that's the end of this country. They're gonna bomb us because he don't have no. he doesn't have respect for anyone. He's disrespectful well, he, he, to he, everyone.
1: He, yeah, he's using the old Bush uh, formula, um, and I say that because Bush had he he used fear, he used our fear, our innate fear to govern how we thought um, through the media um, and through his you know political rhetoric. Trump is doing the same thing in a different way. Uh, Bush was a lot of more covert with his stuff, and Trump is very obvious with his. Um, and there are a large amount of and you know, and understandably so, understandably so, we got a lot to be afraid about in some sense. Fear can paralyze and control us. And the anger is on the surface, you know, but what's underneath all that stuff, I believe, is fear. And any time that someone speaks to the fear, um, and gives you somewhat <laughs> of a uh, window in how to abolish it. Be it wrong as all get out of Trump, you know. I just think that he's just a lot of things, but most of them wrong. And um, for the country, <coughs> you know, there's nothing that unifies the country having to do with Trump. He's a show, um, and it's a uh, serious. I, I, you know, since Sarah Palin and, and Trump. Together and now, and I've understood that um, he's been endorsed by Christie, which um, adds in to injury you know. Yeah. Um, he doesn't speak for all the people, you know. He doesn't speak for a decimal of the people. But what you see um, being filtered through the media a lot and, and over and over again, um, and at his rallies, they're the people that show up, the good old boys and, and girls that, um, you know, want to keep it the same or go back to what it was. And we all know that we can't do that.
2: We just cannot
1: do that. So it just emphasizes the importance of us getting out there and voting this clown out of here and just, you know, and then holding accountable whatever Democrat uh, or whatever, you, you know, I, I, I hate saying political parties, but I mean, depending on who's running, you know, it may make a difference. You can't, what you can't do is not vote. Let's just say that.
2: Right. You can't right. not vote. Because
1: otherwise, your 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 reluctance to vote or your, your frustration also can be used against you. And at the end of the day, you can't be frustrated enough to have Trump slide in the office because you didn't give a hell about what was going on. It's just not God acceptable. Forbid.
2: God forbid. Yeah, yeah, too many people died. Too many people, especially for Black people in in this country, it, it's shameful to not vote. It's shameful, yeah. you know. And which yeah. leads to something else I was speaking about earlier. But I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what my grandmother said. I was at my grandmother's house yesterday, and oh, I'll tell you offline the first comment she made about Trump. I'm not gonna say that online. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I'll tell you that later. But one of the basic premise of what she said, and she, she articulated it in this way as well, she said, see every man as a genius, and a fool will reveal himself. Ooh. Ooh. That's a good one. Yeah. And she's right. Yeah, it was. It it, it was a good one. It just, and, and my grand. Ooh, my grandmother. You gotta meet her. We're gonna we gonna set that up. We're gonna set that up. Let's take a <laughs> let's take a call. Somebody's been holding for a while. So I'm gonna take this call. I your your digits are not showing. But um just say hi and your name and where you're calling from and we'll know that it's you.
5: Hey, this is Lloyd Boston calling from Hollywood. There you go. Oh <laughs>
0: Lloyd.
5: What's up, boy? Hi, what's up? This is my first time listening to your podcast. Um, uh so congratulations. And I saw it on my friend Therese's uh Instagram feed so I wanted to support and just say how much, you know, I love you over the years, Therese. I think you're so smart and sophisticated and brave and bold and I love, you know, your your intellect and I you know, when I saw that you were gonna be on this podcast, I really wanted to get your take on uh, you know, some recent events in Hollywood where we've seen black gay people especially, kind of walking deeper into closets, you know, and you've been mm-hmm. very brave about being yourself, being authentic, you know, on national television, and I know it's that, that's not been easy for you, so I commend you for that, but what do you think about, you know, where our celebs are today as, as black gay people uh, who just, you know, have a real fear about coming out when I feel like it's never been a better time?
1: Yeah, you know Lloyd, and you know what? And thank you for what you said, and and I adore you. Let me just say that first. Um, Thank you. I just think you are amazing. You are just doing your thing, and and I'm proud to see you every time in any capacity on my screen. Um, Thank you. But you know, I do. I I have to agree with you. I think this is a great time um, to step out and to lend yourself to. Causes right now that are that are very prevalent in our in our community. Um, you know, I, I get torn there, and I get asked that question a lot. You know, and it comes up in my household a lot. You know, um, how people can lend a hand. Um, some people are not comfortable in their skin enough. Um, I know personally, I've lost many people that weren't comfortable in their skin um, in a very public way. Uh, I see, I saw them resort to other means to cope about that. And I still don't have an answer for how how to make that better, you know. But I know that standing up and being accounted for, and Javon, Javon has this brilliant saying that I've adopted, um, in being worthy of the bullet that comes for you, you know, I think we all have to bear in mind that we are, in some cases, the beginners of stuff. And it gets very... um very difficult at times to maintain who you are because you don't know what's out there coming at you. And, you know, the world is filled with um, a lot of mental health issues, but you can't make your own. You can't make it your own mental health issue. Freedom and freeing yourself to walk in your skin and comfortability is 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 a gift, you know. Um, yeah. And I can't say it's easy for everybody because I can't live in their circumstances or what their projected circumstances are even. But I do know that everyone collectively that comes out that um stands in their truth, um, that 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 lives in their authentic life does make a difference. You know, I, I get endless inboxes and, and email about, you know, just either questions, um, Because I have, for some broken stereotypes, I don't know what that means. I'd have to ask them because whatever they believe that, you know, I'm glad that whatever the notion was, I could dispel it, you know, and just say, listen, you know, we are people, we are here, you know, um, and we need the support. We need to support each other internally and externally, you know, and we need to be able to coexist with the same rights as everyone else, you know, um, and that's important. Uh, we're working on that in a lot of levels for uh, the job place because not a lot of folks, um, even with the equality mm-hmm. and the changes, can say that, you know, they don't still experience some type of discriminatory behavior or act. But, you know, we got to just keep plugging on. we got to keep correcting the pronouns. Um, we have to keep standing for our transgender uh, sisters and brothers, and we just have to move forward, you know. But, yeah, yeah that's that,
0: Ahead, I get that,
5: and I, I receive that. I appreciate you you saying that because I think if people are listening who, you know, who follow yourself or follow myself, you know, we do live openly and honestly uh, both at work and at play, and right. you know we have we have a choice not to do that. And I think in choosing, you know, being or living our truths on camera, uh, you know, for me it's tricky as well because they, you know, I've, I've had a. A lot of ups and downs through the years where people have wanted me to be more of a stereotype. And I think uh, my career would have, would have gotten further faster had I been, you know, the stereotypical black gay guy working in fashion, you know, flinging the uh, insults, wearing the clothes you know, coming up with the catchphrases and snapping my fingers. But in being myself, I realize that I can still go to the family barbecue and keep my head up high. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) (laughs) I don't have to be who the TV producers expect me to be. So I get that. I get it completely. And I hope that, you know, I'm following you and and, uh, I think your listeners and, and your fans will continue to, you know, to help other celebrities or push, not push other celebrities, but inspire other celebrities to do the same thing just as you've done. So bravo to you.
1: Thank you, and to you, Lloyd, and to you, absolutely, yes. And you know what? You, and you you touched on something. Normalizing, you know, because you know the, the images and the buffoonery is not normal, you know. Nope. Despite what people want to think, we're not we're not cartoons, you know. We're right. not caricatures. We are real people, right. and and that's what you're going to have to see. And see, sometimes it's a little scary if you identify us as real people. You know what I mean? As humans, yeah. You know, because then because then what do you do with that? Then you have then there's acceptance right after that. You know because hey, you look like me, you go through the same things as me in relationships. It's the same thing. You know what I mean? What yeah. different? So we need to embrace our diversity. That's all it did is. Did
5: you see did you see the award show recently? I won't say the award show, but there was a an actress who won a an award, a big Hollywood award, and when they said her name, she stood up and she looked to who who we know to be her partner. But she couldn't even touch the woman. Did you happen to catch that? I
1: didn't. But I've heard things and I, I didn't see it myself. I can't say I saw it. I may have well, to find you, it though. So.
5: I think you need to find that and uh, okay. you know, to keep everybody's uh choices private. I won't say who the celeb is, but it's a woman who many people know to be lesbian and the woman who was her date that evening was seated next to her and when her name was called to win, she stood up and couldn't even touch the woman and couldn't even hug the woman. She hugged nobody because she was so shocked and felt so isolated. She didn't want to enjoy the moment. And, you know, if anybody was there in that moment, you would hug your cleaning lady. You would hug anybody, you know, in <laughs> exactly. that excitement. But, you know, to to normalize it, as you said, you know, those are the moments that really change perception when it's just as normal as anybody else. You know, you would hug the stranger at the table if you won a big Hollywood <laughs> award. So, you know what I mean? So it's just, it right, feels ridiculous right. at a certain point, but thank you for making it feel normal for us. We thank you for that.
1: Thank you so much, Lloyd. I
2: love you, man. Thank you.
5: L- love you too. Yeah, Congrats you on your show. So Take much. care, guys.
2: Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank, you. thank you.
5: You got it. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye honey. Boston. That was
2: such I a
0: loved
2: great him. point. And... Yo, Therese, I-, I don't know who he's talking about, but that is... Deep because if yeah. if if let's just say a heterosexual woman went with a friend, she would have hugged her friend,
1: yeah, so yeah, so,
2: so even in that moment, that big moment, this person could not enjoy fully it, you you had to put your your inhibition in, you had to interject fear in this moment where you should feel more free and more alive than ever. You had to kill. Yeah, and you know,
1: and, and that's the downfall to not walking in your your light, not walking in your authenticity. Because when you don't do that, it can paralyze you. You know, it can oh paralyze God. you, and you know, and moments become surreal. And I can only, you know, I can't imagine the pain, the internalized pain from that process. You know, right. and you can create whatever. And and my belief is, you can create whatever reason you want to. That's fine. You know, and you probably do. You probably do create mm-hmm. every reason possible not to be in your light, but that is the light that's not reflected in the world. Like you will not ever reach your maximum level of brilliance until you free yourself of whatever, whatever that piece is, you know, because you find when you do, others will have no choice but to, you know, you don't leave them a choice, you know, and if it's about money, if it's about money, money is real tricky, you know what I mean, and people subscribe to things as you do. You know, if they think you're hiding, then you know, it's you're less authentic. You know what I mean? They can love you but they you're less authentic and they get it. People know phonies. You know, three year olds know phonies, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not that they love yeah. you any less, but they just know you're not you're not real. And it it is what it is. And it will show through your art. It will show through things that matter, you know what I mean? Until you get that Absolutely. right, you know, and like I said, I've, I've watched, I've had friends that personally, personally suffered because whatever era they chose to uh, present in the world their their gifts, um, whatever wasn't right or whatever was used to sell music or sell whatever it was they were into. I, I'll keep it vague because I don't want to, you know, some folks know who I may be talking about, so I just want to keep it vague. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they not com- being not being comfortable in your skin invites uh vices and things to help you cope with that you know
0: right. it invites right.
1: um you know most most telling drugs and alcohol to suppress things you know um and you know or or bad behavior or risky behavior because whatever you do in the dark you know is just what it is you know and it's never healthy for the human condition so it invites those kind of things along your path with you, you know, because hiding and being paranoid about stuff is just not healthy for development and evolution. So,
0: Absolutely. You know,
1: if you've got kids out there that are listening or, you know, and when I say kids, I mean, you know, adults that are younger, you know, there's only one you, there's only one authentic you, you know, and whatever your higher power is you believe in did not create you for to be, you know, status quo. You know, if you believe that you are in His image or in the image, then the image is powerful. You've already decided that to live in your best life. That's how I see it. You know, absolutely. And it's not going. It's not going to be. It's not going to be. Well, who defines it? Because if you decide it's going to be hard, then it's hard. If you decide it's going to be easy, then it's easy. Whatever it is, you just have to live it. It has to be the verb. You have to live it.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, for me, when when I my mother outed me <laughs> to Your my mom. family, yeah, my mom. Well, I, okay, remember? I don't know if you recall, but the last time you were on the show, we were talking about a club called Better Days. Yes. <laughs> okay. So I must have been about eighteen, you know, and I spent a weekend for the first time ever. Just didn't come home for like three days after going at Better Days. How I ended up in Queens somewhere in the... Lord, look, that's all I can say about that. And probably <laughs> I should be grateful that I don't recall what happened. But when I came back, my mother had called everybody looking for me because that wasn't my norm. Um, but Better Days will do that to you back then. But um, my grandmother... Said, oh, so you're a lady lover, and oh. I said, yeah, that's that's what Grandma said, and I, I said, yeah. She said, okay, well, just make sure that 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 you don't have to be the ugly one. <laughs> that's what she said. I was like, okay, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'll, I'll be the, I'll be as cute as I can be, Grandma. That's all I can do. And that was that with her. And she's loved every partner that I've ever had. My mom, too. My brother's very, you know, accepting. My father, on the other hand, had stopped speaking to me. And we didn't speak for six years. My dad and I are very cool now. It's just that I'm more like him than he had expected in his little girl. Oh, Looked oh, just like, wow. act like we both walked down the street, our heads turned at the same time in the same direction, looking at the same whoever. And, <laughs> you know, It's just like that. But, you know, that was years ago. And and now me and my dad are great friends and, you know, whatever. But I say all this just to say that at the time that when he stopped speaking to me, it didn't matter anymore. The worst thing that could possibly happen had happened. So it didn't matter who else didn't accept me after that.
1: Wow. See? Yeah.
2: And even that has turned itself around. You know, and I'll admit, you know, like being nervous at the job, you know, initially when I got the job that I wanted, being nervous what what would they think or what would they say? But if you know me, it's pretty simple. Okay, <laughs> we know who you are. You know, and um you know, they'll start flirting with you. You know, you can sit there doing your job minding your business and People want to be around you who want to be around you. People are going to avoid you who want to avoid you. you you're probably right. better off avoiding them anyway. <laughs> right. You know? But I, I decided a long time ago just to be the best me that I could be. And and who I'm attracted to and who I love is just one small, small part of me. Right. Right. It's just, exactly. it's just a, it's a fact of life. Just like, you know, the president of any or the CEO of any company. Who's married? Who cares who your wife is? You know, do right. do your job. You know, unless you're doing something terrible, do your job. So, right, right, right. You know, you have another call I a, here. I'm I, I'm 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 gonna say you have a call because I've never seen this number before. Two three three seven. What's your name and where you calling from? It's
3: Corey from Harlem. So I have
1: All seen the thing. <laughs> <laughs> All
3: of Minnesota. What's going on? What's going on? What's I come, I, I turn on the show. I got Jimmy Hendrix blasting. I'm like, hold up, what's good? <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh,
0: man.
2: man. you talking out, about it, huh? Out, out, you know.
3: Hey, y'all talking about it, huh? Y'all went from here to there, to over there. I'm with y'all. How y'all feeling? Hey,
1: we're good. How you doing, mister? I'm y'all listening. You know, you're dropping all these
3: bombs, you know, you're talking about it. shining the light and being yourself. Man, I need to put that like uh, that need to be viral. That needs to be a quote. Be yourself <laughs> or stay in the dark, you know, and that can mm. apply to anybody and anything. Because, you know, exactly. and you're right. I, uh you said, your baby's no funny thing about little kids, little kids are authentic and genuine, and they straight yep. off of uh, energy and emotions and electricity. Yep. And if you fake, phony, uh, evil, man, nah, kid will let it know. Yeah. I Because mean, some people, it's, you know, and they don't have nothing to do with, you know, if a kid starts crying, you know, maybe, you're, you know, it, it don't mean you're a bad person. However, over time, you know, kids will let you know. They cry yep. every time you come around. We've got some damn
0: issues. <laughs> but y'all good though. Yeah. I'm listening. Yeah.
3: I heard y'all was talking about um, Trump and you know Trump and Palin. If that was ever a ticket, like you know that's the um that's the I say whatever I want to say to You know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And
3: um, and, it's, and it's out there now. It? You know what you said earlier about being normal. You know what's normal is. I, you know, I, I went to school for that, and norms and what mainstream says is norm and what's actually normal don't always, you know, match up, you know, parallel. You know, we, we've been fed uh, a lot of propaganda in general or what we supposed to think like, what we supposed to be like. It never matches up. And, you know, right. Trump is, Trump is the, in the lead right now because he's saying whatever he want. Oh, I'm going to blow up Muslims or, or, you know, whatever. I'm going to lock up this group. And he'd be working with these people. Like Mexicans do his suits, and he has business with other uh, nationalities, but you want to throw up a wall and keep people out. You know, his family was immigrants. His wife is an immigrant. Like it doesn't
0: make sense.
3: Like half of the yep. stuff that said really don't make sense. And then, yes, we need to go out and vote too. Uh, you know, I, but see, I always have these debates about voting. And it's not about voting at the local level, you know, councilmen, assemblymen, you know, things like that, the mayor. You need that. We have to be in that part of the process. Where my debates have come in that lately has really been like on the federal level in terms of the presidency because, uh, you know, the Electoral College and the popular vote is supposed to coincide. And sometimes, right. you know, over history it just hasn't. But, you know, that's not to say nobody should go out and vote because, you know, people died so you could vote.
0: Right, and that's right. and
3: that's what's missing today. Like the the historical context of why we do some of the things that we do. Some people are just walking out here thinking, like, oh, I could do what I want to do because that's what that's what I want to do. Like, no, you're doing this because the people before you paved a, a pathway and a road for you to even be yourself. Like, b- besides being authentic and being yourself, you have right. to be. You have mm-hmm. you can't worry about acceptance. Mm. unless you're going into a different um realm of society where mm. all right they got established rules. You can't be A B C D. And even in that world you still gotta be yourself. Right. You have to right. you, once you lose yourself you're done. You might as well, you know, stay in the dog like don't that's a, that's a sad um the scenario that um brother brother Lloyd gave, you know, somebody wins an award and that's in anything. You want an award. You happy. You you claim with your partner, and you don't. The fact that you you immobilize and you paralyze that says a lot about the person. And right. and they, and they're not alone. You know, it's people out here that are afraid to be themselves for a lot of different reasons. And we just we don't claim too far to kind of you know get stuck in that frame of mind. You know. Right. I didn't mean to take you out there, but I was just I'm with y'all. So no, but know, I, I always call T-R- the show. You know, I call the show. You know, Therese, You know, you know, we see each other. We talk. We yeah. talk. You know what, Javon? Though, when me and Therese talk, we don't actually say a lot of words. We 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 got <laughs> we, we say a couple of sentences. You know, a couple of gestures, some looks. You know, we we communicate. Uh, you know, in a different different plane a lot of time. We do have conversations. And you know, I'm not gonna say we don't converse, but. You know, there's just a lot of different things going on when we are around each other, and you know, but to sit down and talk, you know, for hours, we haven't had to do that. You know, it's been a while, and it's not really necessary.
1: But I must say this, Corey. Do you know who I have had an opportunity and that hasn't been for a while to talk to and to, mm-hmm. to you know, to chop it up with? Your mm-hmm. mother.
3: Your mother
1: <laughs> is one of the most. You know, this. This she can take you on some spaces that, you know, if you want to come and you got some stuff pinned up that you just got to get out, she can provide a forum that can take you there like nobody's business. And I, I so, oh, I, that, was a, that was yeah. the thing that made me fall in love with her from the beginning, your mother. So Apple don't fall too far from the tree, my brother.
3: So, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah. Mom, mom takes it there. You know, she got uh, a variety. You know, and she's entitled to that. You know, she she's been around. She's saw the game. She got a lot to say about a lot of things. And like I, I told you, Devon, my family, I'm the quiet one, man. I sit back. I <laughs> I don't got too much to say. I think I. So if I'm quiet, then you know what does that really tell you? You know, people be having <laughs> some stuff, but. Red, you're in the right family, all right? You know, it's okay.
0: <laughs>
3: somehow,
2: somehow, Corey, that doesn't surprise me at all, though. You know, you obviously come from some strongly opinionated people, and yeah. I would definitely even venture to say women. You know? Um,
3: oh, the women in my family, please. I love y'all. I love the women in my family. I don't debate with them, because you ain't winning, so...
2: No, I, I bet.
3: <laughs> I love him, though. You know, I'll go, I'll go to bat for him. i die for him. Whatever. You know, babe, if you speak, and this is how it is, you know, in the family in general, you know, if you speak in something that, one, holds true to your heart and, you know, it's, it's factual and people see it, like you can't really dispute it, you know, let the person say what they got to say. You know I mean? You don't have to agree with it, but... When sometimes when people present you with what the world really is or the reality, how can you really dispute that, even right now? I mean, we know we know the political process is crazy, it's flawed, and this is evident. Look who's at the forefront right now, and you know he right. he could get in office,
0: so it says a lot
3: you know about where we are, you know in general so we he we're about keeping families together, and his method is about destroying. Anybody that's not really, you know, in his line of thinking, you know, or in his circle, and that and that trickles down. You mm-hmm. can't say that the things that they do at the federal level don't come to the local level because I know for sure, block grants get sent out, and it's certain zip codes they don't get to. You know, right. I'm in a, I'm in a certain Harlem zip code. They don't. I, I think they take care of the Columbia area a little better than where I am. You know, and that's no knock. You know, over there, you know, Morningside Heights or whatever y'all want to call it, it's still Harlem, but because of the demographic. Eh. So, yeah, we came up from that era, you know, where, you know, you you know they have separate water fountains and separate but equal. I've yet to see that take place, the separate but equal. I don't think – a lot of people are not really uh, against segregation or living amongst their own people if they had the resources to do it like they did, you know, in 1921 – before they bombed the Black Wall Street, like people were forced to live in the area, and they was cool with that. They made it work. We don't, we can't do that today because the resources are not there. So, right. as we live amongst each other, and I tell people, New York City is one big ghetto. You know, you know, you have little pockets where you know people are successful, but when you look at the the, the way that the neighborhoods are set up in the schools, it's already segregated. But you know it goes over to a blind eye to a lot of people because they don't live here. I could go a whole day. Well, not anymore. I, I am in Harlem, like I said. Now, now I could see. You know, they got I got white neighbors and things like that. And but there was a time where I, when I was growing up, I didn't have to see them. They didn't have to yeah. see me,
1: and it was mm-hmm. like that.
3: And we and it was cool. Like and so when I did meet up with them, you know, in high school or in college, you know, it was no uh, no ignorance. I didn't go by. I didn't believe uh what I saw on t v about white people and things like that, but we we were on we were on stream, but as time went on and as far as many prominent people who uh who who went to Hollywood and got on television what you how you choose to be visualized yo, know, that's important i think right. we we start missing that too money has become people's god, so you know money don't solve everything it it really don't because I know people that got uh, hell of a lot of money, and they don't have peace. So if you got all the money and no peace, then what do you really have? I mean, not to say that, you know, a couple of extra dollars won't help, because it helps many causes, but you got to have that in the peace, man. I can't look on the television every day and see the same images and expect my children to, you know, that's, that's their norm. That can't be their norm anymore, not with us rolling around. You know, we, we right. you know, in our 40s, 50 years, 50 years old, there's no way after going through 30 years of being adults, because your first 20 years, that ain't your life. That's somebody else's <laughs> life. That's your mama and your daddy, like, yo, listen, you're going to do this, you're going to do it this way. And then you start seeing the, the world differently, you're like, yo, it ain't like that no more, ma. Well, I said it's like that. Well, it ain't like that no more. So then the rebel come in, you know, you start rebelling, you start seeing, you start reading, start interacting with people you realize, you know, damn, all white people ain't bad. And I'm like, you know what, and all, Corey, all black people are not black. You know, it's <laughs> just, yeah. you know. Corey, yeah. you said something. You
2: said, excuse me, I'm sorry to cut you off, baby. But you, you said something key, right, which reminded me of why I was talking about the, the, the poetry slam, the crack the mic joint, which you should you should actually at some point you know, run through there. The next time they have um, a, a poetry slam at um, Crack the Mic, it's in Newark. And I'll give you the info when it comes up. But the, oh, okay. the, the gentleman, that, yeah, the gentleman that was, um that was there, the white gentleman that was there, when I was talking about Trump, and I don't understand how he could be defeating the whole Republican Party. What is going on? Are they that? Like, ignorant? What, what's going on? So the white dude turns to me and he says, well, people, he, he's playing off of people's fears, which is what, you know, Teresa said, and I get that. And he said, you mm-hmm. know, um, the people who were originally here are just afraid that they're going to lose what they had. And I said, the people who were originally here. <laughs> yeah. See, see, wow. and there you laugh because you already know where I'm going with this.
3: Yeah, that's that, ooh, the it. people that are originally here. Wow,
2: so so I I you know dropped my feeling about that, and you know he he said, uh, oh yeah, right, we sure did a number on them, didn't we? That's
3: what he <laughs> they said. doing the number all the. T- hey, the textbooks are still the same. <laughs> Columbus still discovered America. Okay. <laughs> Just,
0: you know, yeah, they might you have changed to up the wording.
3: I, hey, they might have changed up the wording. And said, "All right, well, he was a navigator, and he got here. and People were here. You can't talk about the history of the United States and not talk about the bloodshed. You know, you know what then I mean? the people is, people duck is, that. This, it's is part my of my
0: this, is, this is
2: my thing. This is my thing. once told me that I'm naive, and I love you <laughs> for that. I will always love you for that because. <laughs> No, for real, because you know, I think I up until this. that point, up until that point, I thought I knew something. And when she said that, it kind of made me think like, why would she say that? Really? She thinks I'm naive? Really? Really? You know, like what like a naive person would do. Mm-hmm. And just like when this dude said that, it it never occurred to me that people think that they were the first people here, that that's how <laughs> cocky you are. That that's, <laughs> and I, I mean, then I was like, see Javon, you are naive. How could you not think how could you not realize just where these people are? Even even liberal minded people who would sit amongst black people at a spoken word event, being cooling down with the whole joint and, and really hitting the poetry and really feeling like they're liberal. But mm-hmm. in the like, back of their mind, the reality is they believe that they're uh-huh. part of the first people who occupied this this land. But understand something.
1: These messages weren't just taught us. They were taught to their children as well, you know. Right. So, yeah, they they grew up in the developing that this is what it was. And unfortunately, it's not until they get grown and somebody checks them, you know, and they go, you know, because it's going to be a lot of kick and screaming whenever you have to – Let's say uh, force a change. You know what I mean. Like
0: mm-hmm.
1: anytime there's a force with something, you know, people are not going to go willingly because it upsets their entire belief system. You know, right. it does. Because when you've been taught some, let me, and I and I and I dare to say, look at when you invite some people of color to the truth how you know, particularly in some areas where we talk about religion and things like that, it gets
3: rage. Oh Lord, please and, when we, I mean and and
1: a lot of us go kicking and screaming because what it forces us to do is take a look at ourselves. What it forces us to do is challenge our belief systems. And then when you take that off, you know, in my in my field, um, they say when you remove something you have to replace it with something.
0: Well what the mm-hmm. heck is that?
1: What what do you replace it with? You know, and it gets scary and right back right back before we know it, we're sitting in the lap of fear again. Because far be it for you to unveil or snatch my blanket that's kept me so cozy. You know, it's quite like um, uh, Mo and I call it the 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 dirty pamper syndrome. You know, when kids are <laughs> when they, when they pooping their pamper. I like right? that. It's it's warm and it's all, you know, it's all, uh, have you ever tried? Yeah, you have. Have you ever They got changed?
3: diapers like that. They call G diapers, the ones you use to wash out. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. put them back
2: on. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever what sat in poop?
1: Yeah. Well, no, no, no. When you, if you notice, when babies sit in poop, right? They are comfortable. They are content. They are making no noise. It stinks to all hell. That's why we know to change it, right? But the moment right. you un, you rip that pamper off and it exposes their skin to the air, they start to cry. They start to wiggle and twist. Well, that's because it's uncomfortable to change the poop. But once they, once you do. And they they're used to that again. They relax. But they're, right, not they're screaming asking. generally they're not screaming generally when they pooped, if you notice. I'm so check it out. Let's right. what you think. Like that's generally a great, that's a great uh, <laughs>
3: analogy. That's great. So
1: we, we And what actually, what do y'all call it what? <laughs> the poopy pamper. The poopy pamper Poopy pampa, The poopy pampa syndrome.
3: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, we call it okay. that's I, I gotta we tweet today, that you know. out,
1: y'all. I gotta tweet tweet that out. Yeah, do I you? gotta I, I
3: gotta keep that one alive. <laughs>
1: Because we like being, I like we it. like being. Sometimes it's comfort in being uh, in something that we already know. When you take, when you pull that blanket off, we get we shiver because we're cold, and we got to figure, we got to figure out what we're going to replace that that uh, stuff that's kept us safe, or so we thought for many years. Now we have to explore some things, which means we got to do the work. You know, we got to stop polluting our own minds. We got to rip, we got to rip the head off our consciousness and really, really take a look at some things. And because at the end of the day. It really doesn't matter when you when you're laying on the operating table. We all have the same exact organs, the same exact blood going through us, the same exact features as humans. First, you know, there's no superior. You know, like even the notion of <laughs> the notion of supremacy is so <laughs> contradictory to the human condition. It is almost right. like a mental health disorder to even consider that one race of people would be supreme over another. Yeah.
0: You know? Absolutely. Yeah. And the
1: idea and, and the idea that they need of them shows how scared mm. that culture class of mm. people really were at that time. Mm. Now, if you are still perpetuating those uh untruths today, then you know, like they say, mental health is, is pervasive. I mean, you know, it's genetic. Um and, and I choose not to even indulge because there's nothing I'm going to be able to tell you about what I perceive you have, which is a mental disorder, you know. I can't, <laughs> right, I can't fight right. That. That's so true. You can't fight that, you know. But I'd like to think that at some point, you know, um, whatever that fear base was, people have to shift that and look at the realities because it's going to happen whether you like it or not. Like I'm, I pray that I'm here 15 years from now because, you know, there's a saying in the Bible that the meek shall inherit the earth. Oh, this is going to be mm-hmm. interesting. This is going to be interesting because these are not the same. Yeah. As we, these are not the kids, you know. These kids have been blasted by something internally far greater than a water hose. You know what I mean? So, mm. yeah. At the end of the day, these spirits that we are raising right now, that are in our community, they're so incredibly powerful. I see it every day. You know, I see I see the work that needs to be done, and I also see the ones that are out there doing it. The Black Lives Matter movement. I, I say this, and I always preface. Saying Black Lives Matter does not say that yours does not stop it. It's not either or. We can all have it all. We can all have it all.
0: It's not. I wish you know. I wish you could
3: keep repeating that, you know, because there's so many people out here uh, that confuse, you know, black empowerment with, you know, white hate, and it's couldn't be the furthest thing from the truth. Yeah, but see, and, that yeah, needed, yeah.
1: Some, some people, But you know, regardless of what we think, some people need it to be violent because they don't understand, and it runs right back into, what do you fear about us being great? You shouldn't fear anything about us being great. We already know we're great. You know, we need to walk in the light of our greatness. That's where we suffer, I believe. Mm-hmm. Because Absolutely. Are I mean, yeah, life.
3: if you're trying to suppress, all right, so if the world, let's put it like that, the world is the way it is, right? And now mm-hmm. we have been oppressed for centuries, and some of us fight and some don't. But if the world is going to be a better place then right. the people who have greatness in them should be free to do that. So you don't right. want a better world if you're oppressing the people who are great. And that's not to say that all black people, you know, are great because we're not, you know, but at the same time we gotta look at the images that are being presented about us. You know, if if you just viewed us on television or what you read in the paper, you know, we're not we're not smart, we're criminals, uh you know, we we buy and sell drugs, and and you know now we're so bad and so uh, criminal like that we sold the drugs to the white middle class affluent kids who are now heroin addicts. So now it's an epidemic now because oh. we're on heroin. You know, like it's really twisted like that. You know, you know when we were on drugs, you know we were just criminalized now. Treatment now you need heroin treatment for the you know for the white middle class affluent who are being affected by the same drugs that were poisoning the black community and it's a, drugs is a problem period wow it's it's not wow. a black and white thing drugs is an issue for everybody but how yeah. it's perceived we're the dealer they're the victim now and you know, all white guilt if we bring up history I'm not trying to make you feel guilty I'm trying to bring up history. So you can see the the truth of the matter. It's not about oh, I didn't know that um, that you know your your whole your your whole family line was was oppressed for three four hundred yep. years. You know, like right. they 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 don't understand that concept when you look at well, you were not to say because a lot of I know poor whites, you know, like but you still have a different status from day one when they wrote the Constitution that had to be amended multiple times to make a person a human? I was three-fifths of a person? As a matter of fact, there was an incident in a college uh, last week. They beat this black kid up, handcuffed him, and put him in a a bike lock and said that he was less than three-fifths of a man. That's why they put him in a bike lock in a college. This is ridiculous. It's
2: 2016. That's just crazy. You know what? It's insane. I want to... I want to take some more callers. Um, All right. I just wanted to the the
3: call, show my love. You know, I always check in with y'all, you know. You don't really gotta go got to go
2: nowhere, Corey. I just, you. you know, I'm just saying. I,
3: oh, the I'm just saying, you know, I, I listen. You know, I listen. I call in, you know. You know I know. You, my family. you
0: don't got, to go, you don't got to go I'm, the, I'm the baby
3: brother, baby cousin, whatever y'all want to call me.
2: That's it, man. <laughs> That's it. You, you the man, though. Actually, it, it, I don't know what happened, but people who just, had pressed one are no longer showing is pressing one. As soon as I said, I'm going to take some of these callers because they were holding on for a while. Now the, they, they are no longer holding on. So if you are holding on, I mean, they're still holding on, but they, they unpressed one, or maybe they tried to press it again thinking that they didn't make it through or something, but this is the deal. I see that there are a long list of people who are, who have dialed into the show. All you have to do is press one to speak and chime into the conversation. So if you're already holding on, if you're listening via your phone, just press one and we'll put you on. Um, if you're listening through the internet, you have to dial 347-996-5394. Press one on your phone if you want to speak. Okay, try it again. I know that there were people who had pressed one, and I guess you pressed it again, and you're no longer holding. What I want to do in the meanwhile, because um, I see people calling in again, and I'm going to give you all an opportunity to get it together. And I'm sorry to cut you off, Corey. But I didn't want you didn't cut me off, it's all
3: good. Hey, I love y'all. <laughs> Keep doing you your thing. no
2: love for you, but I want you to hang out with us, okay? Because I love talking I'm to you. I'm still too,
0: listening, as
2: as much as I love yeah. talking to Therese, I want you I want you to, to hang out. So Therese? Yes. There's there's a song that I, I want you to hear. Um and, and Corey you too, and it it falls in line with what we're talking about. Um I had played Billy Holiday a little bit earlier on in the show, but I'm gonna play this rendition of a Billy Holiday song, Strange Fruit, by a good friend of mine named Mickey Braden. And this is her ah. with jazz musician James Carter. And um I happen to love this rendition of Strange Fruit because it reminds me of Jimi Hendrix's rendition of Star Spangled Banner. And and if and once you listen, you'll you'll hear what I'm talking about. If mm. you're if you're listening and you want to speak with Therese. Just press one on your phone, hang on, don't move, and we'll get you. Don't don't move, all right? <laughs> yeah, because, you know, people get like, oh, my God, wait, I pressed one, then I press it right and press it again, and then they're gone. So just press one and hang out, and I'll let you know if I see you. Also, wait, before we even do that, there's a message online for you to res. From an uncle of yours, apparently. An uncle of mine? Yeah. He said, see, now I lost the message. You see, maybe it's me. It's not the people. Sorry, (laughs) me. That's what I get for trying to multitask, you know, knowing that I'm a little old and slow. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to get his name. But in the meanwhile, um, Hoyt Turner Johnson. Oh no no, he's that's his nickname is Uncle. <laughs> oh, right. Now he's saying, I'm not a real uncle. Okay, well you I don't know. You know you got to... <laughs> Hey, uh,
1: Uncle. That's his nickname.
2: That's his nickname? Okay, so then yes. you my uncle yes. too. Uncle, thanks for listening. We do appreciate you. Listen to the song and let us know what you what you think. Dial the number three four seven nine nine six five three nine four. Press one so that I could put you on the line with Therese, Corey, and me. In the meanwhile, here's Mickey Braden and James Carter with Strange Fruit. in the basement with Javon and we're live here speaking with Therese and baby cousin Corey. So what did y'all think about that? Wow. First of all, uh, I, love ooh, go ahead, I-, I love Mickey Braden. I love Mickey
1: Braden, first of all. Always, especially a phenomenal phenomenal talent. Um, yeah, you know, Javon, I understand why you like it to Jimi Hendrix's rendition um, because she made it her own that song has always stirred my spirit. You know, um, I just uh, saw a post from my sister, Ebony Evans, that she was like, that song is everything. It stirs your mood. It almost brings you back to whatever the feeling was there. Like, I remember as a kid listening to Strange Fruit thinking, oh my God, like, like just the the imagery of of, of the hanging and um, women and men hanging from trees I just you know, like I'm sitting here today, right now, lost for word on it because it still presses upon my spirit the same way. It's, it's everything. She really, really did it. she did her thing with that.
3: She did. Yeah, I mean, she, she she took me there. I mean, you know, just listening to every time you do a rendition or a cover of certain songs, it's something about that uh, the message that was the original message that was in the song it just takes over your spirit and it makes you convey the message to the next party. Like, no, this is serious. You need to feel this. And, I, you know, I, I just felt it. I and mean, and it took me the same type of vision, you know, damn, the struggle, the pain, the triumph, you know, but we still here. I'm still shouting. I still got my voice, you know, and, and I don't know. That's just how I feel when I hear any of those, uh, songs like that, you know, because that was our expression. You can't hold something in for centuries. I mean, generations where we just stay silent and you just hold something in. Somebody somewhere down the line is going to be the rebellious one, the radical, whatever you want to call them, not normal. You know, I would like us to be the norm in terms of I'm not taking no more nonsense. I'm not taking no more BS. Let's fix some stuff. Because this is right. going on, like, my children's children, they ain't going to have no place. They ain't going to have no world. They ain't going to have no place to play if yes. we keep going in the direction that it is now. But, yeah, that's what the song did for me, Javon.
2: Yeah, it, it was just crazy. When, when I listen to that song in the same way that if if I close my eyes listening to the Star Spangled Banner by Jimi Hendrix, it becomes visual. Same thing with with this rendition. Not even not even just this rendition. Even when when you listen to Billie Holiday's um, rendition of the song, yeah, you can see the people hanging. You can you can see the beautiful South, and and a, amongst the the beautiful trees, you can see this strange fruit. But when Mickey starts screaming, that and the, and the horns are blaring. Yeah. It, it just takes. It's like okay, all right,
3: yeah. all right. It, I started just, seeing black and white images, man. You know how the nineteen seventies or something. Yeah, <laughs> I
0: mean, it's, just, it, its
3: true. It just takes you there. You know, you start seeing those images of us. You know, hanging from the trees, us getting bit by dogs, in the holes, and we've come from some real dark places. And to still be loving. And, um, you know, wanting people to, uh, I don't know, have respect regardless of, you know, our differences. You know, we are special people, you know, for real, because that isn't the norm either. You know, people would rather hold on to these uh, truths that they believe to be true. They would rather hold on to that than embrace a challenge of becoming something different while still being yourself. Like, you are yourself. The things around you... Are presented, you know, based on basically who's in power, you know, newspapers, television, whatever. But you can still be yourself. I could read something that doesn't mean that I ingested it to be my belief. You know, we still have to have a dialogue about different things, and you know, that's what the fear is—the fear to be yourself. You know, that's that's the problem. What the real fear is? Yeah, it's,
0: it's
2: crazy. It's crazy. Um. I don't know, you know the the thing about music is that it just brings things full circle for me, you know whether it be a love situation and then you hear that song that suits that or you're getting ready to hang out, Terrez and Fame comes on, you know, um, right? Just you know, music, man, and and mm. our people have created music and set the, the blueprint for, for music and it just you know and, and we've been through so much that and you can feel it through our music the love the pain the you know it, it's just a lot but people come here from different places and just not like us it just drives me crazy or think they're better than us because of the images that they've been sold or whatever um It's um, still hurtful to me that the world buys into that image when we are so, so very much more.
3: Javon, you know where your satisfaction is going to come in. um, You know, I don't know. It worked for me. You know, like I know sometimes people have the, the preconceived notions of what they think that you are. And then when you have the, you know, the one-on-ones with the the various people from, you know, I'm talking about people of color, too, you know, because they have, you know, the, our image is being bombarded on globally. So, you know, every, everybody thinks that something's wrong with us for some reason. So when you come across people and they say, you know, you're not like the rest of them, that's the talking point to say, oh, okay, so now that you see that. What you thought I was before you met me is not what I am going to be from now on. Maybe you could use that premise when you run into somebody else that looks like me. Since you know, right. you know, I'm not, I'm not bred to be uh, prejudiced and to discriminate because I've been beaten in my head with that my whole life, and people before me. And yeah, granted, you know, we've all been guilty of it on some level you know, or judging or any of those things. You know, people always holler, you know, out the Bible or judge ye not. Well, I don't know anybody that was able to live the total literal life of the Bible. So we all going to make mistakes in that regard. So, yes, we're going to be judged on some things. If you have a continuous pattern of doing uh, X, Y, and Z, then that's what people are going to judge you on based on what they saw. And if I see that on TV, if I sit to see, you know, Black people with chains and selling drugs. So when I meet one, if I've never been around one, yeah, I'm going to be nervous. I'm going to clutch my bag in the elevator. I had to tell a white lady that on the elevator. Like, hey, if anything, I'm going to protect you from getting robbed. You can let go of your bag. Like, you're okay with me. And, you know, she had the little sheepish kind of smirk, grin, like, embarrassed. I said, it's okay. I've been there. That's how you're going to be affected, Javon. You know, just people interacting with you and you changing the narrative. I'm not what you saw on the television. I'm not.
2: Well, you know, I don't I I hear you Corey and I I just live my life and my my life shows it. I think I posted something today about I love when people underestimate me and Mm -hmm. because then when they see who I am and what I really can do, shocked and something like that. I don't remember exactly what it is, but, you know, I, I just live my, my life in such a way that, you know, if if you look at me and you think what you think, really, it's on, on a personal, intimate level, it doesn't hit me the same way that it hits me on a more global level. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, if, if human to human, you think I'm less than or you don't think I'm smart or... You don't, you know, whatever. Yeah, I got degrees on my wall. I got this job. I do this thing. I do that thing. I've done this. I've done that. I don't have to prove myself to anybody. Like I said to Therese, once my father didn't speak to me anymore, I didn't care really personally what anybody thought about me. Because he, mm. he and my mom are the most important people to me. And right. once right. they either accept me or reject me, your opinion doesn't count. So that's right. that's cool. But I'm talking about as a people. And then to see this generation not really knowing about the the our history. Mm-hmm. That bothers me, man. You know, I try every time I'm I'm in a, a situation where I know I'm gonna be hurt, I try to bring some of that with me. You know, I try to educate people as, as I go along because that's what I can do. You know, I can do that on this forum. I can do that on social media and stuff like that. But it just really bothers me when young people don't know who Rosa Parks was and, you know, the difference between her and Harriet Tubman. That, that kills me.
0: Right,
3: and I, right.
2: And that's what I'm talking about as a mm-hmm. people. Now, I just want to also say, Therese, Marsha Bonner is on the line holding She said she pressed one, but it didn't – it's not clicking. So there are other people who probably have pressed one, and for some reason um, it's not picking up. There's a lot of people holding on.
3: Um, Oh, wow. Wow. You know, that's that's, that's a glitch. I mean, that that does happen. You know when that happens? When you have a powerful show. Maybe.
4: No,
3: No, it's the truth. When you have – on Blog Talk Radio, when you have a powerful show – people are trying to get through like they, they can't handle the calls like a shutdown.
2: Yeah, I think you know? I think that may be it because the lines are when I say the lines are packed, the lines are <laughs> packed. And Therese you do this every time. You oh, uh, block you you block well, you up the line.
3: Therese, I you know you, you're I, a special, special I, individual, I, man, you know I'd you like just,
1: to say I'm a people person. Like you know, I, I am an absolute people person and I and just love being among the people. People inspire me, you know. Even the differences that that I may not necessarily subscribe to are inspiring as well, because it just it points me in the direction of the work we have to do sometimes, you know. And then there are times where I can just say, Wow, that's a, that was a special treat. That that um, that particular type of ignorance you know what I mean because it, it can be comedy <laughs> let's just keep it real it can be it can be comedy you know oh, man. May, hey I'm, good,
0: I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of, of
1: that. that
0: I mean
1: <laughs> you know like what can I you do it. like everything everything can't fire you up sometimes you just have to laugh and just keep it moving because you can't you can't uh you can't lend any of your brain cells to situations that you already know are designed to to keep you down you know you just look and yeah. you, you have to, but you gotta be clear on those energies though because they infiltrate and they've been doing that for centuries too. You just gotta be clear, you know, and once you're clear, you're good. And you move forward and that's just what it is. But uh I hope we can it's get a good group up uh, here. Marsha Bonner, yeah, shout out to Marsha. You, use your, Use yeah, your platform.
3: shout out to
1: Marsha. Shout out to Marsha Bonner. Marsha Hugs Bonner, the yeah. Hugs Movement. Marsha, we call her, a.k.a. Smooth, because she's just probably one of the sweetest, uh, smoothest sisters we've encountered in a long time. Her spirit is uh, is amazing. And um, she speaks to this type of revolution under healing and, and educating and moving people forward and standing in her truth. Yes, we have to mention Mar- Marsha Barnum. I love
3: Absolutely. it. I mean, education is necessary to to bridge the gap between what we know and what we have found out things to be and bringing it to the youth. And I say youth, that's a loose term, like people under 30, you know, like you're a youth to me because there are a lot of things that, you know, like you said, there are people who really don't know the difference between Rosa Parks and Harriet Tubman, and these are people in textbooks. We're not talking about digging and trying to find out, you know, who really, you know, made some things move, you know, in history, you know, beyond the surface. You know, and I try to do that, too. You know, when I do a book signing or or poetry reading, like, I'm talking about, yeah, I I know my poems are going to be literal. A lot of it is life experience. But it ain't just about some words rhyming together. Like, it's to paint a picture and it's to give you some historical context of why I'm even here, you know. For me, personally, I'm here because of, you know, Black Wall Street, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King. Like, that's my triangle of where I'm focusing from. So I'm trying to touch all angles, I'm trying to get the people who are a little passive, trying to get the people who are a little over-aggressive, and then trying to get the people who are, you know, business people. bringing them together, you know are, create a world.
1: You know who are talking about rallying kids together? And I don't mean kids, you know, maybe I should change that term. I probably will. But r- rallying and championing youth together to empower them to go out and fight social injustices. Shout-out to the NAN Youth Huddle locally up in Harlem, and, you know, they have other chapters as well. But they are doing amazing, amazing work in our community. I just wanted to give them a shout-out because I think that they are powerful. They are uplifting. They are taking kids to the root of the matter. They, and they're also empowering our voices, too, you know. um, And they're in Harlem, and uh, they're under the National Action Network and it's the youth huddle um that's there and they are doing some amazing work. So shout out to them.
2: Shout out to Ashley and Dominique.
0: Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. So many people are holding on. I, I just I apologize on behalf of Blog Talk Radio that you know if you press one, um, you're not able to uh speak to Therese But you can keep trying to press one, and if you do, you know, if it gets through, definitely I'll put you on. Um, Like I said before, there were people that pressed one, and I saw them, and just when I went to go grab them, um, they disappeared. Um, But we're talking about youth and and movement and so forth and so on. I just want to say, Therese, you've done so many things um, for youth throughout your lifetime, actually you know, working with the young people down at the pier, working with um the HIV community, you know, you've been an advocate of people, you know? Yes. Um yes. and 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 that needs to be said. That needs to be well, said. That needs to You're you're very worthy of the bullet. Well prayer never comes. Thank you.
1: <laughs> I, I pray my living won't be in vain. And I also wanna to add to that, um what I'm uh, proud of, too, is that I'm, I'm, a, I'm a board member of um, the Emancipation Foundation that is um, amazing and and set up to do amazing work in the communities and in the world, by and large, by shedding a light on commercial sex trafficking um, of women, men, in globally. Um, we want to eradicate that. So, you know, There are a lot of things, there are a lot of causes, you pick one, but I believe that, you know, uh, standing in your truth and taking a look and being the change you want to see, being a part of systems that are the change you want to see, are important for everyone. So um, I just wanted to add the Emancipation Foundation because I'm I'm super proud, and, um, you know, just want to talk about that. Who's that
2: baby?
3: (laughs) Yeah, those are the babies. (laughs) <laughs>
2: Those are your babies, Corey.
3: Yes, my girl. She's she's two. You know, I well, put her, her on the phone to say
2: hello.
3: Oh, you oh you want to say hello? Yeah, she got energy yeah, let now. Let her say hello. Let
2: her say hello. And then we're gonna get back right back to what what Terrence was talking about in a second. But yeah, say hello. I can't ignore a baby. Hello. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I just I just had to do that. I I love the I love the
3: baby.
2: I love the baby. Oh, man.
3: Okay. Yeah, yeah.
2: So <laughs> you know, Therese, I wanna thank you for being a part of the Emancipation Foundation and for talking about it right here. Um I always I'm always gonna sidebar when there's a child in the room. Sorry, I can't help it. Um okay. and, and that's what this organization is about in large part, but not only, like you said, you know. It's men, women, children, everybody. And, um, you know, it's just important that people understand that the average age of entry into the commercial
0: sexual trade is
2: 12 years old. 12 years old is when they are targeting and turning out our young people.
0: 12 right. years old.
2: That's average. So. Damn. That means between 11 and 14, or maybe 10 and 14, or even as young as 7, 8, and
0: 9.
2: This is an important thing that um, we want to rally everybody around because um, we have to protect our children. We have to honor our children. And the pimp Huggy Bear no longer exists. The people who are turning out these children and, and even more important than that, the people who are actually making this into a business are the people who are buying the children for sex. Yeah. So if you are soliciting yeah. sex and the people you are buying the sex from are hey, the problem, John. So um I'm just gonna put that out there like that. Don't let me start talking to Res, please. You know how I could be. Um Please do your shout outs Rez, and um because the show is basically we've we've wrapped it up already.
1: Yes, well shout out to you, Javon, for using your platform for good, using your powers for good. Shout out to you, Corey, Marsha Bona, Ebony Evans and everybody else that could not get through. We apologize for that. Um that glitch. Um, please be the change you wanna see in the world. Shout out to the Emancipation Foundation, board members. I love you all. Thank you for being the role models and, and uh, people that inspire me. Shout out to Cheryl. Uh gotta shout out Cheryl, definitely. She um helps the helper, you know, she is the right hand to the helper that is gonna rule this world. And a uh, shout-out to my wife, I'm sorry, who is, couldn't be with us today in the background as she sometimes is. She is uh, supporting other friends in a tragedy that occurred
2: um, today in New York.
1: And with that being said, I'll talk to you
2: all soon. That's it. And let's all stay worthy of the bullet, bullet coming to get us. Love you. See you. See you tomorrow on Sunday evening shout. We will be in the afternoon at about... 11, about the same time, 11 to to 1 tomorrow, and then we'll go back to evening. Thank you so much again, Therese. You are the dopeness. You are the dopeness. We have to do this again so that everybody who wants to give you a live and on-air shout-out can do that. Um, It's very rare that this doesn't work. So things happen for a reason, I believe that. And with that, you can cash in your – you might have the cash, but you can't cash in your face. Some people don't want you living there. Let Stevie want to tell you the story. God bless you all. Keep making it do with it.
0: Your name is Big Brother You say that you're watching me on the telly Make me go nowhere Your name is Big Brother You say that you're tired of me you I'm dying every day. My name is Nobody, but I can't wait to see your face inside my door. Oh. down every day your name is up your name is you I'll change if you vote me into the in as a prey of your soul I live in the ghetto Just come to visit me round election time High